Hi again. Welcome back. Hope you're really well this week. I'm Jericho Mandiba, Editorial Director at Girlboss, and this is a show about self-care. Before we get there, there's this. Listen, we all have mouths that we'd prefer to keep clean if we can help it, but brushing with an old yucky toothbrush only does so much. But thankfully, there's now Quip, the new electric toothbrush that cleans just like the ones dentists use, but it's cheaper. Quip packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design than those kind of traditional bulky toothbrushes that you might be more familiar with. It also comes with a suction thingy that mounts right to your wall or mirror like magic. And it doubles as a hygienic cover for when you're on the go but need fresh as hell breath. And because your toothbrush should be clean and bristly at all times, Quip's subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist's recommended schedule, delivering a new brush head every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Has your toothbrush been named Times Magazine's best invention of the year? Well, not to brag, but Quip has. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash self-service right now, you'll get a first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash self-service, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash self-service. Self-service is your cosmic comfort zone. An inner beauty school where self-care is celebrated, where getting real with emotions is a treat. And an interest in thoughtful, funny conversations, weird wellness, wellness. and astrology is unabashed. Unabashed. It's where being a little self-indulgent isn't just a shame-free act of love. It's a necessary launchpad into a life that's wholly ours. ours. In a world where we feel good about taking up space. Here, we serve our hearts. hearts. We learn. We talk shit, shit. shit. we grow, and we tune the F up. Today, we're going to speak to two of our all-time faves, psychologist Dr. Lauren and astrologer Jessica Lanyato. Yay, the gang's all here. Dare I say squad goals? (laughs) I dare not. So what are we talking about today? Essentially, it's depression and it's feelings. And I don't think you need to tell me why. It's something so, so many of us live with, myself included. And unfortunately, though it's 2018, it's still something that is stigmatized like so many conditions. And it's really just not spoken about enough. So let's talk about it. Are we not self-care psychonauts? Honestly, this topic is just a no-brainer. It comes from a fair few listeners suggesting that we cover it as well. So I hope you all get something out of this, even if it's not something that you've directly been dealing with. And for anyone who is going through it now, I see you. That's all. I just, you know, I wouldn't deign to tell you it's going to be okay or it gets better or whatever else, because in my experience, that really doesn't help. But I do see you and just keep going, you know. I remember not being able to get out of bed for anything and sometimes I wish I actually never had to, but you just keep going. And with that said, let's pull a tarot card for this week to give us a little insight into the energies that we might be moving through this week. And our card is the Eight of Swords because that tarot deck of mine 
seems to always want to be as on topic as possible. This card in the Rider Waite Smith deck shows a person who is literally in a bind. They're blindfolded and bound around the middle, but she's not tied to anything. There are swords around her, and that suit, the suit of swords, represents belief systems and our mental processes and our ideas. But the swords aren't really in front of her. She could easily walk forward if she wanted to and leave, but fear is really holding her in place. So really, it's a card of self-imposed limitations, of being imprisoned by what you think, rather than wanting to take a step forward and look clearly into what's actually there. So it's kind of like you're only as trapped as you allow yourself to be. And yes, it's easy enough to say that when you're not in the situation that's kind of being described, but it's only when you're out of a bind like that that you can really call it out for what it is, if you know what I mean. Um, And on a practical level, this card says that you should make peace with the fact that, yes, there's things that you fear about the unknown, and that's what's part of being human. Examine your thoughts, keep a journal, play therapist with your own mind and see if you can identify any patterns of negative thinking that are no longer serving you. Go back and listen to our episode on negative thought patterns with Dr. Lauren too, if you want to. The only one who suffers when you hold yourself back in situations represented like in the Eight of Swords is you. So don't be afraid to peek under the blindfold. You might be surprised by what lies ahead. The pink tax is shorthand for saying women and femmes are charged more money by the powers that be for stuff marketed to them versus exactly the same stuff that's marketed to men. That means that across clothing like basic jeans and even more so for personal care items like razors and deodorants, we're paying more 56% of the time. In fact, the pink tax costs an average of around $1,351 more per year, and that is just BS to say the least. The European Wax Center are a beauty and lifestyle brand who want to do something about it on behalf of unapologetic women everywhere. So they've created a campaign called Axe the Pink Tax to help empower us all to make smarter buying decisions and spread awareness of gender inequality in consumer marketing. Go to axthepinktax.com, that's axthepinktax.com without the E, to learn more about how the European Wax Center is helping raise awareness about the pink tax and how you can help. That's axthepinktax.com. We all know depression is a huge and serious problem, and many of us, if not most of us, can vouch for that on a personal level. Thankfully, queen of psychologists, Dr. Lauren, is back to help us with this. Hi, Dr. Lauren. How's it going? Good. How about with you, Jericho? Really good. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. I want to start by asking you how you define depression in like really basic layman's terms. Really basic layman's terms, the way that I define depression is just, you know, people often think of sadness when they think of depression, but the Mm -hmm. way I really think of depression as being more of a loss of interest in doing things that you used to really like to do, Mm -hmm. I define it as not necessarily sadness, but more so like not feeling anything, which can actually be kind of worse than Mm -hmm. feeling sad, Mm -hmm. just not really feeling anything at all. And kind of being one want away from doing all the things that you know you really have to do. Like, Mm -hmm. let's say for me, it would be things like my paperwork. 
you know, <laughs> where I want to want to do it, but I'm one want away. Mm-hmm. Or even going for drinks with friends. You know, I want to want to go for the drinks, but I'm one want away. So mm-hmm. the way that I describe depression is just kind of like an overall, like, huh, like just kind of like a funk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And big question, but I guess generally speaking, what causes depression in like so many of us? Like what are the factors that lead people to becoming depressed? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, depression has many causal factors. You know, any mental health concern, the major factors are number one, genetics. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I always like to ask is, is there a psychological history in your family? You know, Mm -hmm. especially your mom. Has your mom been depressed? You know, your dad, anybody on your mom's side. So I want to go back and see, is there a history of this? Like, so are you genetically loaded for Mm -hmm. a mood disorder? That's number one. Number two, the environment. So especially for us girls and women, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The environment and our social system and all of the social norms that we deal with on a daily basis, that certainly can get us down. Mm -hmm. So we want to check out the environment. And the third thing is lifestyle. And so, you know, some of the criteria for depression, it has to do with, are you sleeping too much or too, too little? You know, mm-hmm. have there been changes in appetite? Are you eating too much or too little? Things like that. And yeah. so we want to look at lifestyle patterns. Lifestyle patterns are eat, sleep, exercise. And the deal with girls and women is that the lifestyle patterns that most of us adopt at some point in time in our lives in order to fit into this place. Remember, society is where we are, not who we are. Mm-hmm. But the lifestyle patterns that we adopt to fit in here are often detrimental to both our emotional and our physical health. Yeah, that's so true. It's really important to remember that, that you're kind of yeah. like not yeah, born doing these things. You know, like, no, right. Like we feel completely crazy. Like, holy shit, what's going on? Like, I just don't feel like myself. But mm-hmm. then you look at all the social messaging and our response to that. And uh, it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when somebody finds themselves depressed, wh- what's like the first thing people can do about it? Okay. So I think the simplest answer to that question, you know, there are many things that we can do. But the first thing is those lifestyle patterns, right? So if we hop on those, oftentimes we can end up feeling a lot better. So. Mm-hmm. Get your circadian rhythm working for you rather than against you. Put yourself on a sleep schedule. You know, I remember when I was struggling with depression when I was like 19, 20 years old. I started to go to bed at 10.30 p.m. and get up at 6.30 a.m. Because I remember reading somewhere that eight hours was a good thing. So Mm -hmm. because I would either sleep too much or too little. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to at least hold that steady, you know, to get a good baseline. So and it's how much do you want it? I don't just mean on a random Tuesday night. But if you're going to put yourself on a sleep schedule, I mean on New Year's Eve, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so there's that put yourself on that sleep schedule exercise you know research tells us that a 30 minute run 30 minutes of cardio can increase serotonin levels the neurotransmitter that makes us feel good it can Mm -hmm. increase it at the same level as a low dose of an ssri an antidepressant like zoloft or prozac and so get out and get running are you gonna like it no but you're gonna appreciate how you feel afterwards there's that (laughs) and then eating Like, if you don't eat, you know, like how many of us get grumpy when we don't Mm -hmm. eat right? So you need those three meals and two snacks. Fill it with fruits and vegetables, with protein. Get get in all of your nutrients to fuel your brain and your body. So start with that. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, we want to move on to managing our thoughts. Mm -hmm. So that is the whole thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to action. So Mm -hmm. if you want to change what you're doing or what you're not doing, well, then we got to get to the feelings level. How are you feeling? Well, I'm not feeling really anything. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling in a funk. I'm feeling less than. I'm feeling low self-worth, whatever. Then we want to get to the thoughts. A lot of times, 
those thoughts that we're having are contributing to the way that we're feeling. And mm-hmm. most of the time they're complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so you want to look at those thoughts and you want to change them up to being something that's more fueling, that's going to help you to feel better. And I'm not saying trick yourself. What I'm saying is get honest with yourself mm. because the negative thoughts that you're having, a contributing factor to, factor to those is our social norms, mm. manners of behavior that are deemed acceptable in the society. So social norms and social messaging influences the way that we think about ourselves, of course. And so we want to get to those thoughts that are making us feel bad. When you get to those thoughts, what you recognize is, holy God, wait, these are kind of bullshit. Mm. And then you can change them to being more truthful and more honest, more fueling, and then you feel better. And you can either do what you wanted to do and couldn't or stop doing what you, what you didn't want to do when you did, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I'd say manage yourself physically. That's the emotionally, spiritually. you got to connect with other human beings in a meaningful way. You know, yeah. we're spiritual beings having a human experience, not vice versa. We need to connect with one another um, yeah. in a meaningful way. And that means even when you don't feel like it, reach out, talk to someone, recognize that you're not alone, mm-hmm. contribute in your society, give back. You know, mm-hmm. doing things for other people can help us to not feel as badly about ourselves. And then just try to learn something new every day. So I always say do something in those four areas, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and intellectually. And then at least you give yourself a good shot of getting out of that depression. I love it. So holistic. <laughs> what mm-hmm. about, speaking of the, the people that you surround yourself with, what about when like a friend or a loved one is going through a depression? Like we hear a lot on the internet about like, you, you can't say, you shouldn't say these kinds of things. You should say these kinds of things. What's like the best way to support someone who's living with depression? Yes, I think the best way to support someone is to adapt those lifestyle patterns that I just talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, don't tell somebody to go for a run. Mm. Say, hey, I'm going for a run. You coming? Mm. You know, don't tell somebody to eat healthily like while you're sitting there and like skipping meals or like tossing in some Cheetos and a slice of pizza, you know, model mm. the mm. behaviors that are going to help somebody to feel good. And it's a win-win, you know, mm-hmm. you not only help your friend because the buddy system actually does work. So you not only help your friend and your friend doesn't only become more likely to engage in these healthier lifestyle patterns that might kind of help them to get over their feelings of sadness and worthlessness, but you also will feel better yourself. So I'd Mm -hmm. say the number one thing is adopt the lifestyle patterns that you need to adopt in order to feel good, um, to help your friend feel good, and you'll feel even better. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, like I said, with the spiritual piece, connecting with other human beings in a meaningful way. Start volunteering in in your community. Give back um, and do that with your friends. Always be there to talk. But one thing that I do suggest is don't always join with somebody in the problem. You mm-hmm. know, if somebody's mm-hmm. continuing to call you and saying, like, God, I just don't feel good. God, I'm feeling so sad. God, I hate myself. Don't continue to talk about the problem. My mm-hmm. suggestion is always try to get that person to engage in the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, always talk the solution with that person because talking about the problem over and over again doesn't do anything mm-hmm. to benefit anyone. You know, so I always say, okay, I'm going to offer you some suggestions. I'll do all these things with you. Are you taken? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not going to take, well, then I can't really talk about the problem all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, go to see a clinician. Psychotherapy does work. Mm-hmm. If it's not working and you need more to get over the hump, likely the clinician will send you to your physician for possible medication evaluation. You know, mm-hmm. the treatment isn't the same for everyone, but there are enough things that we can do for depression that it really is treatable. So my mm-hmm. suggestion as a friend is to get that person to take the step into the solution. Mm, I love it. And what do you wish more people knew about depression 
or maybe like what what's being misunderstood about depression out there? I think that it's like a life sentence, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, if you, it's like I am depressed, you know, or yeah. I have depression, you know, and, and here's the deal. Been there, done that. It really can feel awful. And I'm not mm-hmm. minimizing the pain that somebody can be in when they're depressed. Mm-hmm. But there are solutions, evidence based solutions that really do work. And you're not alone. My God, so many of us have depression. And, you know, women are diagnosed at twice the rate as men. Yeah. You know, so so many of us struggle with these things. And so it's not that you're not crazy at all. This is just part of the human condition. This is something mm-hmm. that we all go through. And it's not like there's like a depression bucket and a non-depression bucket, you know. Mm-hmm. These things lie on a continuum. So we all experience depression, anxiety, you know, all these mental health concerns, we all experience them somewhere on that continuum. And so, mm-hmm. you know, don't pathologize yourself. Society does enough of that. Don't pathologize <laughs> yourself. Recognize that, you know, there are these contributing factors that we talked about, that these are the symptoms of those things. These symptoms have evidence-based skill sets and solutions that really do work. Call a friend, jump into the solution with them, and more than likely, you're going to feel better. I see people feeling better every single day, or I wouldn't be preaching Mm -hmm. the same stuff every single day. It Mm -hmm. worked. Dr. Lauren, thank you so much for all of that. It was um, so enlightening and helpful, and I really appreciate it. And if people want to learn more about you and your amazing work out in the world, where can they go online? Thanks, Jericho. Number one, Instagram. And my handle is dr double underscore Lauren. That's L-A-U-R-E-N. I do live streams on there all the time. So please follow my Instagram. And I'm getting ready to launch a new website. Um, My website for now is heylauren.com. So if you go and put your email in there, then you'll get all the news about the new website um, that's going to launch ASAP that I'm super excited about. So thanks, Jericho. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. I want underwear that doesn't just fit me, it actually gets me. And that's why I'm going to tell you about Tomboy X. They're a company started by a married couple, Fran and Naomi, who are queer as hell, just like me and Jessica, and believe that everyone deserves cute underwear no matter what your gender. You can get bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts, and you can also get some really comfy bras in different styles, from soft bras to racerbacks in a variety of swatches as well. I really like the bikini cut, which is made of incredibly soft micromodal fabric, and it comes in some cool colors and patterns too. Tomboy X underwear is fit tested for every type of body and runs from sizes extra small to 4X because, well, that's how it should be. <laughs> they also are eco-friendly and worker-friendly, so I think we can all agree Tomboy X is worth supporting. And it's time to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident. So go to tomboyx.com self-service and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. Self-service listeners get an extra 15% off with the code self-service. Again, use the code self-service for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Tomboyx.com self-service. In case you haven't heard, there's a new Girlboss Radio podcast in town, and it's all about storytelling, the best kind. Stories shared by women that celebrate hurdles and hilarious anecdotes that come from treading our paths to glory. Presented in partnership with our pals at Sephora Collection, the new series is a six-part celebration of living life to the fullest, 
by asking six inspiring, dynamic women to share their lip stories. That's stories of travel, business success, spontaneity, self-care Sundays, and the early experiences that made them who they are today. So search Lip Stories wherever the best podcasts are found, tune in and celebrate the moments that make living life so excellent. That's Lip Stories, dropping April 12th and presented by Girlboss Radio and Sephora Collection. It's astrology time and our resident astrologer, Jessica Lanyato, is back. And today, along with your regular forecast for the week ahead, she's going to tell us all about the moon's relationships to our feelings and how we can build even deeper relationships with it. Thanks, Jericho. And hey, everybody. Welcome to Self-Service Podcast. I'm your astrologer, Jessica Lanyato. So today we're going to talk about feelings. And when we talk about feelings through astrology, we are talking about the moon. So as we've talked about in previous episodes, Saturn is kind of related to depression and Neptune and Uranus both kind of are related to anxiety, but our emotions, that's the moon, how we process our feelings, how we experience our feelings and how we express our feelings are all related to the moon and our birth chart. The thing about the moon is it's constantly shifting. It's, it moves so quickly and it requires presence. And that presence is not something that we can phone in. You're either here or you're not here. When we're talking about issues related to our feelings and the moon, we're talking about kind of our day-to-day self-care. We're talking about our moment-to-moment presence and self-care. When you listen to someone talking, when you're listening to this podcast, you're using your mercury because mercury is the mind. It's how we process information. But your moon is how you react. The moon represents your feelings and your emotional reactions and responses and experience are totally different than your mental ones sometimes. When you learn to sit with your feelings before you convert them into thoughts, when you learn to sit with your feelings, even when they're unpleasant, even when they're stressful, this is where you start to build emotional intelligence and emotional maturity. And these things really support long-term emotional and mental health. And what I notice more and more these days is that we have this tendency to want to understand things. We even turn to astrology as a way to figure things out as a way to try to bypass feeling bad. But feeling bad is part of feeling. And, you know, what is that expression? This too shall pass. All feelings ebb and flow and ebb and flow again. That's just their nature. And when we have the capacity to be present with the ones we wish would flow away quicker, we develop kind of a greater sense of self and a greater resiliency. And this is essential to long-term wellness and, and happiness. Now, moving forward, pay attention to how you feel and not just what you think. And if you can't really parse out the difference between what you think and what you feel, that's great information for you to have. And it's great information for you to work with. Try as the week kind of moves forward to create space to gestate or reflect on your experience. This will help you track what you're actually feeling instead of just your knee-jerk reactions to what you're feeling. And with that said, let's pop into the horoscope. This is the week of April 22nd through the 28th. And this week starts off with, on the 22nd, Pluto, transformative, creative, destructive, intense, 
Pluto in the sign of Capricorn going retrograde. The planet's going to stay retrograde until October the 3rd of 2018. So it's a long process. The cheat sheet of this one is it's a time to go inward. It's a time to be willing to confront your shadow. And when I say to confront your shadow, what I mean is to look at the ways you've created structure around yourself, either in your life or internally to protect you that is actually just keeping things out that are actually rigid ways of processing. The thing about Pluto is its energies and effects kind of work like a boomerang. Whatever you throw out there comes back at you. So you want to make sure that you're cleaning house. You want to make sure that if you have been doing something that is out of integrity, that you kind of rein it in. If you have amends to make, this is a great time to do that. And it's, you know, a longer period. So you have time to do it. It's also a great time to clean house in a less metaphorical way and a more material way to actually like go through and do your spring cleaning and get rid of stuff that you no longer need. From the 22nd through the 24th, we have a really lovely Mars sextile to Jupiter. This transit acts a lot like a boost. It supports you in having experiences, being brave, starting new things, or kind of gives you a push to, to figure out or complete a project that you've been kind of stuck on. We are very lucky to have that because from the 24th through the 26th, we have a total boner transit. It's Mercury square to Saturn. Now you may remember this transit because when Mercury was retrograde from the 4th through the 6th, we went through this transit once before. And so the key here with this Mercury square to Saturn is, first of all, look back at whatever was going on in those couple of days. You may see a reiteration of whatever it was that was happening then. Or you may just have similar issues within you as you did in those days. This is not a time of optimism. This is not a time where you're likely to feel really resilient. So if you can kind of spend some time alone, spend some time with your most supportive friends, this is a great time to do it. And if you are feeling depressive over these couple of days, it'll pass. So do your best to self-care through this process. And that brings us to the final transit of the week, which is from the 25th through the 27th. We have Mars sitting on top of Pluto in Capricorn. Now, this is a heavy transit. And my friends, watch the news these days because we can expect some pretty intense stuff to be happening. Mars conjunct to Pluto is powerful because these are the most combative planets in the zodiac. They both love to fight instead of sit with uncomfortable feelings. This is a time where you are going to have to deal with the impulses of wanting to pick a fight with someone, or stand up for yourself, or control situations or people that may or may not be your business to control. The key here is to pick your battles wisely. Because what you say and what you do now is going to count. People are going to notice and you're going to have to deal with the repercussions, whether or not you really want to. These are bad days to put yourself in unsafe environments or in unsafe situations. These are bad days for you to have unsafe sex. Um, so this is the thing. The good side of this transit is huge, but it takes real mindfulness. The good side of this transit is that it can embolden you to finally do what needs to be done. If you start a new project at this time, this can be a project that is really powerful and that you have the energy to complete because this is a tenacious time.
time. This is a tenacious set of energies. The trick is to use your integrity and not succumb to feelings of being vengeful or wanting to punish others because that will come back at you with like that Pluto boomerang I've talked about. And this leads me to my homework for this week. And here's, here it is for you. This is about revenge. The best revenge is success. When you hate on others and when you allow that hate to permeate into your thinking and to motivate your behavior, it kind of ends up acting like a poison. And that poison only affects you. It does nothing to the person that you hate or the situation that you hate. So the challenge here is to when you feel compulsive or obsessive or like you have to fix injustice on your own, <laughs> um, challenge yourself to focus on what you can build up instead of punishing what you think is bad. So find a way to seek that best revenge, which is success. And success is not how we look because you can look like you're doing amazing, but if you feel bad, then you're not doing amazing. It's important to really tend to what is your best interest? What is the best thing for you to possibly do from the inside out? And that way you don't set into motion a series of actions that will come back at you in ways that you really don't like. So that's my homework for you this week. Sorry, it's a little bit on the heavy side. It's totally manageable. It's just a little bit heavy. If you want more woo, uh, you can always go to my website at lovelanyato.com or you can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Jessica Lanyato. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much to both Jessica and Dr. Lauren for their generous thoughts on this topic this week. Aren't they great? And thank you for listening. I hope that, you know, you all got something out of it and something to think about for the next few days. And if you liked the app, you can rate, review and share it so more people like you can find it too. And you can follow at Girlboss Radio. And speaking of which, go to girlboss.com if you want to see our hot new relaunch. The site's looking really beautiful and colorful, if I do say so myself. And the content is even better if that's possible also i'm at jericho.mandiba on instagram and at jericho underscore m on twitter bye